shit. That was actually pretty good. I Yeah, I've cultivated my Elmo impression over the years. Oh, wow. I can only do that. I, if I keep going, then it starts to fall. But eventually, I'm going to be the god of being Elmo. They might hire you. Yeah. I mean, the guy who plays him now is like 34, so... Uh, was it just a rumor, or what? I heard at one point that, like, the actor for Elmo, like, was a child molester. I am pretty sure that was a rumor. I remember, like, shit like that was being said, like, all the time about, like, all those kind of, like, Barney. And yeah, Elmo, it was just like, everything. Really young. I think it might have just... Because I remember I remember when I was a kid, I heard that all the time, but it was always from other kids. See, <laughs> the, the thing that got me, though, is, like, I remember hearing that when I was, like, a bit older. Oh, God. So, I was like, oh, shit. I think it was, like, the actor who uh, voiced him or something, hmm. like, the original actor. I'm not 100% Maybe. sure on that, though, so don't take my word for it. Um, anyway, welcome to the last podcast of the year. Yeah. It's coming out the 30th of... December, and wooey, what a ride! Mm-hmm. 2019 was the birth of screen wings. Um, that's pretty much all that happened. Yeah, we watched, uh, we watched a lot of movies. Yeah, some good ones, some bad ones. Yeah, I think we watched probably about like 55 to 60 films. Uh, what are your top three in? Bottom. Ooh, okay. And let me Give me, a second. Let me pull out mine and look at the episodes that we've got. That way I can hold on. Let's see. This is a good idea. We should have talked about it early. <laughs> <laughs> all um, right, but oh, this is easy. I, I got them all tagged, so I can just sort by my highest rating. Oh. All right, so top three. What the fuck? It's not, it's not sorting. God damn it. Okay. Um, top three would probably have to be easily scenes from marriage. Okay. Before sunrise. Okay. And, um, lost city of Z, I think would be my third one. Um, mm. uh... Let's see. I'm trying to decide, like, how I want to kind of categorize this. Because it's, like, we've covered, like, just, like, a couple movies that I picked just simply because they were, like, some of my favorite films. So I don't think I want to count those. I want to, like, pick movies that were my favorite that I had, like, kind of watched for the first time for this. Yeah, understandable. So, probably going to go with... I really liked... Um... Yeah, scenes from a marriage. Um, let's see. Scenes from a marriage. I really liked El Topo. Yeah. I thought that one was pretty good. And then... Mm. If I wasn't picking Before Sunrise, because I did, I had seen it just a couple months previously, I would probably pick uh, maybe Sunset Boulevard for my third. Mm, Sunset Boulevard was pretty good. I think my third... Ah, Let's see. Oh, The Little Drummer Boy? The the Little Drummer Boy. That's my favorite movie! Yeah, I'd probably say Lost City of Z. Lost City of Z was pretty fucking good. I need to see it at Astra now that it's out, like, on DVD and shit. 
Um, okay, what are your bottom three? Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, mine are Last of the Lemons, yeah, Little Drummer Boy, and honestly, honestly, probably Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas as well. That week was a fucking rough ass week. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna. I agree with you. Those were all terrible. I'm gonna try to pick some different ones because I feel like those would be an easy target, especially now that you've set them. Um, let me see. Ah. Last of the Living, definitely. That one was fucking awful. I hated Ghostmates. Yeah. That was pretty bad. Um. You mean pretty good? No. I mean pretty bad. And then. Yeah, probably. Oh, God. God, those Christmas movies are bad. <laughs> yeah, they, they were. They were definitely, like, the worst that we had covered so far. I That week made me I, so fucking sad. <laughs> I think I'm going to say either Visitor Q or Runaway. I really didn't care for either of those. They didn't, like, offend me. Yeah, I mean, but, Runaway was really bad, but yeah, we, Visitor we have, Q I didn't care. Like, I thought it was okay. I didn't like it. It just made me really uncomfortable. <laughs> I feel it. Okay. Yeah, so there's our end of the day. What? Also, let's just look at 2019 in general. What? What would you say? Like your? You didn't see a ton of movies from this year, like yeah. comparatively to me. But what um, are your top three from the year? Definitely loved the lighthouse. Yep, I knew that was uh, gonna be there. Let's see. Parasite was pretty good. Um, let's see. I, I don't count Under the Silver Lake as this year, even though it, like, yeah. partially came out this year and was, like, released this year to the masses. Um, it's a movie that I kind of associate with, like, 2017, 2018, whenever yeah. it was originally slated to come 2012. out. 2012. <laughs> yeah, that movie had been on the shelf for a while. Um, know, let, me, let me pull up my letterbox and see what... Mine is... First is Parasite... Second is Climax. I mean, sorry. Second is Knives Out. Third is Climax. Mm. Which Climax is still, like, technically a 2018 release, but I usually focus on, like, when it gets, like, a wide release mm. as, like, when it's actually out. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to fucking see it when when it's at fucking Cannes. <laughs> I'm not going to Cannes. Yeah, The Lighthouse, the Parasite, and then, uh, let's see. Take me to my ratings. Wherever those are. But, I mean, like, Dark Waters surprised me. Dark Waters is on my top... It's number 12 right now. Yeah, there's still a lot of movies I need to see. I, I usually don't get to see in a lot of movies until they, like, hit uh, DVD just simply because I don't like going to the theater very much anymore. Yeah, I feel it. But, um... Let's see. Where the fuck are my ratings? Maybe if you use Letterbox more often and yeah, made maybe. a list of I have 2019 it. ranked, this would be easy. Like me, I, do, I don't, um, I don't like ranking movies until I feel like I've seen like enough 
to where I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen all the movies I wanted to see this year. Well, I mean, like, I just like ranking because then it's easy. Like, I see one movie and I'm like, okay, did I like this more than this? Fair enough. I swear I used to be able to just click. Oh, okay, I see. I haven't touched this app in a good hot minute. Yeah, since you watched Star Trek. Let's see. Newest first. Done. While Thomas is doing that, I'm just going to say uh, I saw the I saw the rise of Skywalker. And uh, I unfortunately can now say I, I did not like a Star Wars movie. And I watched it twice in a row. Because I was like really excited. So I'm like, I'm just going to watch it twice in a row. It's going to be great. And uh, yeah, that was rough. That was... That made me super depressed. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, JJ. Just kidding, JJ. You're fine. I'm not going to bully you. I like Lost. I like The Force Awakens. Um, What you got? I don't know. I guess according to my letterbox, because I haven't logged that many movies that I've seen this year, or I just haven't seen as many <laughs> as I thought I had. But I'm going to say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because... Oh, yeah. I still, I still... I never saw it. <laughs> um... But I'm confident that that one will not be in, like, my top five if I were to see, like, more movies yeah. that I want to. No, I went still crazy yeah. this year. I, I watched... Right now, I have 830 logged oh, from watching this year. And 145 of them being releases from this year. I, like, the early part of this year, I was, like, in a movie fucking yeah. mode. And then I, once, like, after March, I don't know, I just, like, burnt myself out or something. And I've just been, like, outside of the podcast, I've watched just kind of a few movies. It's my 2020 goal to watch at least one additional movie every week, if not two to three. I'm going to try to watch a lot more movies. To watch year. at least 1,000 movies next year. You know, I'm going <laughs> to set that goal. I, I think I can do it. What, a thousand movies next year? Yeah. I went crazy this year and didn't even make it to 900. Well, I'll go... I still got... I still got days. Yeah, I'll just... <laughs> just the next few days, I'm just like, I watched three... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like dying on the couch. I'm like, I watched seven movies at the same time. I'll just watch everything in three speed. God. <laughs> oh, fucking, there was a guy on the Letterbox subreddit, and he was talking about. He's like, he was like really proud of the fact that he watches all his movies at one uh, times uh, one point seven speed. Um, and I'm just like, that's yeah, like if you want to watch a movie that way, go ahead, I guess. But you're not actually like watching it how it's intended. Yeah, you're losing. The pacing, the structure, you're losing so many things. I'm going to be honest. Those Rankin and Bass movies, I watched them on, like, two speed. <laughs> I turned those, like, 15... I just, like I just like, refuse. Like I'll never do... I'm just like, no! I, I do it. I do it with stuff that I don't take as seriously. Like, uh... Like, sometimes, like, if I want to, like, watch a Godzilla movie, they can be some sometimes very slow. So I'll just, like, crank it up a little bit. It's not something I do with, with, like, a movie I consider to be, like, pretty serious, though. Godzilla's extremely serious. Uh, the first one is. So is Son of Godzilla. Son of Godzilla is a staple. That's a classic. 
It's a drama for the ages. Let's watch every Godzilla movie for the podcast. Okay. What is that, like a thousand? It's like 30. Roughly. Let's watch every kaiju film ever made for the podcast. That would be more than a thousand. I'm sure. I don't. I don't know about that. There'd be a lot of really bad ones. A lot of really bad ones are like sci-fi original movies. Yeah, that, that gets to the point where it's like, how far do you take like the term kaiju? Yeah. Is well? Monsters vs. Aliens a kaiju film? I, I, technically, I mean, if you're just going off Susan. Now, if you were like to limit it down to like Japanese, what makes monster a monster? Um, is God King Godzilla be considered a kaiju in the later ones? Like some of the ones, Godzilla's like not a monster. Like, what do we define as a monster? Is it immoral to call a being that uh, greatly uh, impacts our lives and defends us? A monster. Are we evil for calling Godzilla a kaiju? Um, Godzilla's not real, so... You don't know that. I'm pretty confident. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, I might be wrong. Who knows? Maybe out there in an iceberg somewhere, he just lies there, waiting. But, who knows... Um, yeah. Anything else you've been up to this week? No, just holiday stuff mostly. Um, I played like half of the original Resident Evil 3 last night. Pretty, pretty any, fun. Any good? Okay. I've like never it. played I, that one. Um, I played a bit of one. I played most of two. I played, I think, all of four. And I played all of seven. Mm. Oh, and I played all of five. <laughs> I just forget about that because it was ass. Yeah. It was fun because I was playing with somebody else, so it was fun ass. Yeah. Uh, like yours. Oh, thank you. Um, I've only played... I've played the remake of the first one. I've played the like director's cut of the first one, but I haven't beaten it. I've played both the original second one and the remake of the second one. And I've played most of Code Veronica and a little bit of 4. So... Slowly working my way through the series. And then we're going to watch all the movies. I'm sure they'll be on here eventually. <laughs> I, no, I've only seen the first, I believe, and I was not a fan. I know I, some people were like, no, it's actually kind of pretty good. I've, got a, like, I've got a list of really bad movies that I think you would really dislike in case you just throw some bad ones my way. I can kind of retaliate. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like I can handle a bad movie more than you can. Maybe. I mean, probably. I I get pretty impatient when I'm watching a bad movie. (laughs) You just pick one. I'm like, this was great. As long as it's not Puppet Master 1, I'll be okay. (sighs) I've got got a couple. I watched... I I, I have not been watching a lot of things this week. I got back into... I bought Tabletop Simulator like two years ago and played an hour of it. And then... Just because I had no one to play with, but a bunch of my friends have it now, and we played. I logged like twenty six hours in the last week. Like oh, I've nice. been playing that nonstop because I love board games, and it's also really easy to play test your own games in it. So I uploaded all my own board games into it, and I've been fiddling with that. So oh, cool! Back at it again because I haven't worked on them in like two years, and I'm like, what the fuck? Most of these were like almost done, and I just didn't do it. I'm back at that, but I did watch Grand Isle with Pierre. 
Oh, yeah? Yep. How was that? Uh, it's, a, it's a new Nicolas Cage movie. Ah. Oh. Very bad. Of course. Probably the... I think it might be my least favorite Nick Cage movie from this year. There's been four. Three of them were very bad. What? One I actually liked. What would you say out of what you've seen is your least favorite Nick Cage movie? Uh, I think it's called... Two two eleven two eleven. It's a like cop propaganda film. Ah, I, I I remember. I vaguely remember you telling me about that one when you watched it. But let me just check my rankings. Yeah, it's two eleven. <laughs> Other than that, uh, Christmas Carol the movie. There was an animated Christmas Carol movie from like two thousand one. It's I think my least favorite animated film mm. besides like it's either that or Sergeant Snoopy, uh-huh. but. Uh, that's what I talked about it when we talked about uh, Muppets Christmas. Yeah, Carol. I remember you reading Nick it, Cage. Yeah. He plays, plays a uh, ghost that first talks yeah. to Scrooge. Whatever his, his fucking name is. Yeah. yeah. Um. There, there are uh, quite a few Nick Cage movies. I have uh, rated a half a star out of five. There are actually there are seven. Damn. Let's see how many ones I've given a ten. Uh, four. <laughs> Oh. I would like it to be the same. So. I, I still need to watch that Leaving Las Vegas movie. Dude, that movie's so good. There's a lot. There's a few. You see Adaptation as well. Yeah, there's a few of his that I need to watch. I'll probably end up watching Adaptation. Um, next year is a big year for the Kaufman. Mm-hmm. Because um, his uh, adaptation for Netflix of I'm Thinking of Ending Things is coming out. Is coming out. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's publishing his first novel in, like, April of yeah, next year. Yeah, and it's called Being E-10. Uh, it was called Ant Kind. I think the title changed, though. Um, hmm. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting because he's a really good storyteller and a really good writer. And he's, like, my favorite, one of my favorite screenplay writers, if not my favorite. Um, and he's a great director, too. I like Michael Bay. Oh, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> um, but he's always he's always like restricted and his movies never do very well so I feel like novels will be like a really good place for him to like did, it, did uh like his movies did well at one point but there, there was a decline after like Synecdoche New York because uh, um, he did Synecdoche New York and then he did Anomalisa and neither of those movies sold very well and unfortunate Hollywood's eyes that means he's not very credible and he had some like TV pilots that like never got off the ground like he did one for FX that was uh, like he pitched one that was supposed to be like this woman and it's like a day in her life but like every episode is like where she made a different like life choice and it branches off into like a different like universe, like a multiverse kind of thing. Hmm. And at the end, they all get together and fuck. Maybe. I don't know. Um, gotta it, call it never up the got, Kaufman. It never got greenlit. But I well, we're gonna greenlight it now. FX? Yeah, get your shit together. Yeah, so I watched Grand Isle. I don't even know if I watched anything else, honestly. I watched almost all of uh, season three of The Dragon Prince with my girlfriend like two hours ago. Oh, nice! Uh, I don't know what that show is. Two but. more episodes. Um, it's by one of the maker creators of uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Oh, it's okay. A Netflix animated show. I really like it. Neat. Oh, I watched Tasman Hotel. <laughs> Tasman Hotel. That sounds familiar. It's just like this anime, like pilot thing that somebody made. 
just this animator on like YouTube. It was bad. Hmm. Everybody likes it. I thought it was bad. I wonder if I because that sounds. It really just came out. Right? It's been it's been on like the Twitterverse a lot. People are talking about it and shit. Hmm. Oh, and I watched Cats, which you should see the review of. Cats and the Rise of Skywalker now on two wings and a screen.com. Just kidding. YouTube.com slash two wings and a screen. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch that cats review? Um, I didn't get it's a brilliant. chance to finish it, but I listened to like two thirds of it. Did you like that amazing first part I made oh. where I'm screaming in the car? Yes. Yeah. That's visionary right there. I'm a visionary. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I rewatched all the Star Wars movies. That was fantastic. I had, I had tons of fun doing that. Um, I haven't... And then I watched The Rise of Skywalker. I've been meaning to rewatch, because uh, I still got to rewatch the original trilogy, and then I got to rewatch 7 and 8, and then I got to go see 9. I might just skip the original trilogy. I've seen them before, I know. Have you happens. seen the holiday special? I rewatched that one as well. I was going to watch the Ewok movies as well before I saw 7, 8, and 9, but I just... I didn't have time. Um, so I'm going to do that hopefully have, this week. I haven't seen the holiday special. I've seen clips and extensive reviews it's of incredible. the holiday special. I'm, I'll take your word for it. I don't know if I ever want to sit through it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so mostly just board games for me. And I have a Christmas thing I'm going to do today, later. Yeah, like after we're done with the podcast, I'm going to go take a nap for like three hours and then drive down to... Shahalas. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. Um, yeah. You want to hear some questions? Yeah. When From not? Pierre. Of course. Who else? Pierre. Pierre's questions. Hey, Thomas. Oh. Can you confirm that I am a real person and not just a fake account used by London to troll you? Um, I mean, I can't like 100% absolutely confirm that but I I'm friends with you on Facebook. I've seen one picture of you. Um and I know Joe knows that you're real or at least claims that you are, but my friend Lucero has also claimed you're real and I don't know if he would buy into this gaslighting gag. <laughs> it's so fun to gaslight. <laughs> okay. Do you think there should be a rule that forbids children from being in movies? If so, are you fine with all child roles being played by CGI, robot, or short old people? It's funny that you bring this up. So I was actually just... I was listening to the Bunny Ears podcast, which is Macaulay Culkin's podcast. And he mm-hmm. does uh, one with Will Wheaton. And they talk a lot about like their upbringing as child actors. It's really interesting. Uh, I recommend it. Uh, but I, th- I think child acting is fine as long as they're, you know, following... Like, the proper, like, laws that make it so, like, they're not on set, like, all day. They don't, like, overextend themselves. And most importantly, and this is the thing that seems to be lacking, at least from when, like, Will Wheaton and Macaulay Culkin were growing up. the parents' throats. Um, Yeah, the parents shouldn't have just, like, blind access to the money um, until, like, the kid's 18. That's pretty messed up. And B, the kid should have 
final say in all matters because th- there's lots of stories of them just being like no I don't want to like act in this movie I want to yeah. can I take a year off and please be a kid and their parents are like no absolutely not and it's like if if the kid wants to do it fine and well perfectly fine but if they don't want to do it they shouldn't be like forced into doing it yeah no I, I would agree with that or robot. Yeah, if you can find a convincing enough robot. And uh, finally, what do you think about remaking Eraserhead but actually good? Um, only if David Lynch makes it. You should make a sequel to Eraserhead that follows um, the lady in the radiator. She escapes. Uh, Twin Peaks has a lot of Eraserhead-esque. Uh, spoiler. It's not a spoiler. It's got just like kind of like... Tributes in the way that like they film certain things and stuff, and it, it very much feels like all of David Lynch's stuff takes place in like the same universe. It doesn't necessarily, but it feels like it does. Okay, fair enough. Um, and that's it for questions. Those were the final questions of the year. I'm glad that Pierre had the final question. I'm glad that he referred to me by my actual name. Yeah. Well. In Pierre's lore for the podcast, Eten and Thomas are separate beings. Oh. Eten's kind of like evil. Huh. <laughs> uh, he's kind of he's kind of like he's kind of like the podcast version of you. I don't know why he referred you as Thomas cuz Eten is a furry, Thomas is not. Eten Eats babies. Thomas does not. You know, I'm I'm fully unaware of whatever yeah, this like, alternate personality of he has, a, he has like a full like Wikipedia he's working on for you. <laughs> An E10. I don't, it's just I feel like someone's writing like all this like detailed deep propaganda about me, and it's like stuff that I just don't even hear about. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, do you have a movie idea for this week? Um, if not, that's okay. Are you, are you saying that we should skip it? I'm saying maybe. What was your favorite movie idea from our episodes? If you remember any of them. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, man. I... <laughs> I don't know if this was my favorite, but I keep coming back to the the one that kind of Joe started and then I built upon, and we, you know, about uh, Humpty Dumpty. He, like, falls, he, like, breaks his egg, and there's the egg kingdom, and then he starts harvesting all their skins to make himself stronger and harden his body to be indestructible egg. I keep thinking about that. Like, I had a dream about that the other night. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah, I don't know why. It keeps coming in my head. It's it's your destiny, I guess. Yeah, it's my destiny to become an Eggman. I guess. Your doctor's all your hair, like Joe. No. It, you have to become an egg. The dream said so. I'm not going to lose all my hair like Joe. <laughs> I'm not going to be bald like Joe! <laughs> Hi, Joe. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, let's see. 
I remember I pitched my like robot adoption horror movie. I think that one's kind of neat. Um, I don't remember most of the pitches. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I remember. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through all of them and edit together a compilation of 2019's movie ideas. I remember liking the one that was based off your little like final few weeks at work, where you're like. It's like a Shining-esque movie where you just descend into madness in your final few weeks at a job that's, like, overworking. Oh, now that I'm done with that job and I've been done for, like, a while, I'm, like, I'm just, like, whoa. I was so depressed. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Oh. Like, when you're in the deep, deep recesses of depression, you don't realize how depressed you are. Because I realized, you know, I'm kind of just always riding that wave of depression. Mm. But I was like, the bottom of the Mariana Trench. Oof. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I got to the surface! That was, that was me at, like, the tail end of working at the theater. Yeah. Like, I was right. fucking miserable. Yeah. Oh, man, that place was awful. But uh, at least they didn't work me. At least like, we met each six, other through we, that. We met each other. I, I met... Some alright people there, I guess. Some alt-right people. Some <laughs> so, um, where you join them. <laughs> there 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 were people I liked who worked there. Um Yeah. Eric. Who? <laughs> Eric. Oh, the guy with the hot dog in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I don't think he's in the current anime. Oh, is he not? Uh, I have the I once I find my iPad, because I don't know where the fuck it went. But that's what has all the animation stuff on it. I just have to actually animate it. Um, but I have, like, all the, the images for, like, the animations. So cool. I'll edit that together and then deal with my stupid editing system that doesn't know how to, like, put everything out in the correct aspect ratio. Well, end of the year. I always get super contemplative at the end of the year, even though it doesn't matter at all. I'm always just like... Ah, oh, the end of the year. And then the beginning of the year happens, I'm like, why did, it, why did I spend so much time going, ah, oh, the end of the year? No, <laughs> nothing's different. I always just coast through, and then I always, like, do that thing where I think it's still the previous year. For, like, four months. For more like six. Ah, oh, yeah. I'm just like, is it 20? Like, I, what, st- I it still sometimes think, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm 20. No, I'm not. I'm fucking 22. And Sometimes then when I, was like, I think I'm like 18. I'm like, yeah, I just I'm just graduated high school. I'm like, holy fuck, I graduated high school almost five years ago. Yeah, it sneaks up on you. It's freaking me the fuck out. I'm like, what the fuck have I done with my life? It, oh, duh, I've started a podcast. It's easier to keep track when you're in high school because they have you in like the grades. And yeah. Label you. But in real life, it, there's nothing like that. Like, just like, yeah, I'm, I'm at the drinking grade now. Yeah, exactly. And uh, if you live here, it's now the smoking age. Yeah, bruh! They bumped Smoke it up. the ganja! They bumped it up to uh, 21 for, like, tobacco use and shit like that. Which oh, that, I, was, that was already... When I lived in Hawaii, it was 21. Uh, I, I think it's kind of absurd. I mean, I, I realize that shit's yeah. not good for anyone. Yeah, but, but I think I think drinking should also be 18. Yeah, exactly. Or no age... Restriction. I think that there's the one argument that stands pretty tall today still, which is if you're old enough to go die for your country, you should be old enough to smoke and drink if you fucking want to. I just, just let whoever drink, you know? 
Yeah, a baby. I think it's more important. I think it's more important to introduce better things to help cope with addiction than it is to try to limit somebody's uh, ability to go get something. Yeah, because I mean, it, a part of it's definitely got to be like the forbidden fruit aspect that yeah. makes well, people. Well, like the type of countries that don't have like age restrictions, they have way less alcoholism. Mm-hmm. Because it's just a normal thing. They're like, yeah, we just have like a glass of wine for dinner. Yeah. So people are like, no, you can't have it until you're 21. But it's just like people that are going to drink are still going to drink before that. They're just going to have here, adult that isn't stupid, go buy me alcohol. Exactly. I did it. Oh, well, I haven't bought anyone alcohol, but I know I, I, I got a bunch of people to buy me alcohol when I was like, yeah, of course. Twelve. No, not really. No, I didn't drink I until I, like I didn't drink until I was like seventeen, and then I went off the deep end. I think I, I, think I was like fifteen or sixteen, maybe. Yeah. Now you're just a bum. I, I don't drink. Like I yeah. the, even Thomas is. He just drinks water. I mean, I drink white soda. And he shit. just drinks water. I wish you could say I that mean, Thomas is a saint. No, I don't think you can. Okay. Oh, man. I almost watched uh, Autumn Sonata this morning. Oh, the Ingmar uh, Bergman. Yeah, but then my girlfriend woke up and she wanted to hang out, so I'm like, okay, we'll watch Dragon Prince instead. Okay. So I'll, I, But I was like, I'm going to watch it, because it's only like, uh, an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. And I was like... <sighs> yeah, he's got a lot of like shorter movies. I need to... There's a few of his that I need to like sit down and... Like, go through that I've been meaning to because after that podcast I was like holy shit I need to watch more of these yeah still gotta watch like Persona um the I can't remember the name of it um it's the one with uh Wild Strawberry not well I still need to see that too um oh gosh Liv Ullman is that her name yeah um I love her yeah she's great um Saint Anne, I think, is like the. It's the one where she she's like a nun. Um, that one's like supposedly really good. Autumn Sonata's one. Uh, eventually, I'm just gonna slowly work my way through that entire box set that I have and watch like thirty of his movies. Are you referring to Cries and Whispers? No. Okay, I just the. I was like, that could maybe be a nun. <laughs> Uh, no, not that one. Let's see. You were thinking of... I don't know. Ah, fuck. I still really want to watch Sarah Band. Yeah, I still have to see that, too. Um, let me see. Anyway, Bergman's a fucking genius. Oh, yeah. He's- I almost watched another Jarmusch film this morning, because I just watched the podcast films, like... Ten hours ago. I watched uh, Stranger Than Paradise uh, the day before yesterday, and then I watched uh, I Am Not a Witch, like, this morning. Right. Yeah, but I was the... uh, I watched I Am Not a Witch first, so right after I got done with Jarmusch, I'm like, do it again! Because the other two movies I've seen, I've really enjoyed by him. Patterson is almost perfect. I haven't seen that one. The only... I think... Adam Driver plays a bus driver. 
Oh. Adam Driver's a fucking... Like, his performance in Patterson is incredible. Yeah, I, I've heard of that one. I've seen, like, a clip or two from it. Um, just, like, on, like, people's, like, recommendation lists. And then I we saw Ghost Dog. Yeah. And that, Which, uh, that go- was fun. I thought it was all right. Um, it had a lot of moments I really liked in it. I might like it a lot more now that I'm kind of, like... Understanding Jim Jarmusch. Yeah, Jarmusch. Style. It's like, yeah, it's like very like slow, and not everything necessarily has a like purpose. It's meant to kind of meander a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it's he has his own Jarmuschisms kind of thing. Just yeah, like there's Andersonism, you know. And Ghost Dog was like my first one, and it doesn't seem like the type of movie that would have that kind of but stuff it in does, it. Yeah. But then understanding that it's a Jarmusch film. Yeah, I was lucky that I saw Patterson first, I think. Because Patterson, you know, you, when you walk into it, you're like, okay, I, that's what the movie's going to be. Like, it's pretty obvious. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad I watched that before Ghost Dog, because I think I enjoyed Ghost Dog more because of it. It's the fucking Birdman! It's the fucking Birdman! Oh! <laughs> All right. Speaking of Jim Jarmusch, let's just jump right into fucking Stranger Than Paradise. All right. I don't even know how to... This is going to be a short little, uh, at least, description of what happens. Uh, this came out in 1984, yeah. I think. Uh, directed by Jim Jarmusch, obviously. Starring... Uh, what's his name? Both the main guys in it are, like, musicians. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, they're, like, musician and actors. I, they might be in a band together. Huh. Oh, I'm so tired. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> All right. Stranger. No, not Stranger Than Fiction starring Will Ferrell. Uh, so Will. John Lurie and Richard Edson play Willie and Eddie, who are like best friends. And then Willie has a cousin from Hungary named Eva, played by Esther Balint. Hey, she's in the new Jim Jarmusch movie, The Dead Don't Die. That's apparently not very good. Ah, oh, but yeah, that one looks kind of weird. But I want to see it. Yeah, I'll see it. Um, so, I thought this movie was really sad. Oh, we'll get into why, but I was like, this movie is depressing. <laughs> but not on, like, a surface level. Like, there are depressing elements on the surface. Yeah, it definitely... But really, like, looking at, like, the, the internal thesis of the film, I'm just like... It, it felt I like see. a dark comedy yeah. to me. Um, so, the main character, Willie, uh, born uh, Bella... Um, he moved to America when he was young, like very young, or I think it was like 15 years or something before the movie, something like that. And he like pretty much denies all his heritage, anything to do with his culture or anything. He just pretends to be like American. Like, uh, it's revealed throughout the film that Eddie, his pretty much best friend, didn't know he was Hungarian. Didn't know he was from, like, Hungary. He thought he was, like, born in America. He didn't know his first name wasn't, like, always Willie. So, obviously, keeping secrets because he just doesn't want to relive his past. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, the film opens with him getting a phone call from his aunt, Lottie. And I'm like, what? What? We're watching a Birdman film? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lottie. Um... And he's getting a call, and she's pretty much saying that she has to go to the hospital for, like, ten days. And his uh, cousin, 
is moving to America, mm-hmm. and she needs to stay with him for ten days while Lottie's in the hospital. He's like, "Fuck that, no." Yeah, he's like, and she's like, "Too bad." And he's like, "Fuck." Okay, so pretty much, she arrives. Yeah, he's a he's a dick to her. At he's first. a dick. He's like, "Hey, fuck you." <laughs> yeah, he's just like, "You're fucking just on my turf, taking up my time. I don't want you here. You can stay here tonight, but you got to find a different place tomorrow." But then she just but stays yeah, she's, there. She's pretty chill, so he he kind of like gets used to her after a while. The movie storytelling really just is it's it'll like, show a scene and then it won't really have like a super like ending of the scene. It'll just be like done with the conversation, cut to black, hold on black for like two seconds. Next scene, which yeah. is a couple hours later or a day later or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which I was, I thought was. It, it w- I thought it added to the film. I was a little worried at the beginning. I thought it... Because once it happened twice, I'm like, okay, this is just... This is how it's going to be the rest of the movie. Yeah. And I was a little worried that by the end of it, I would have gotten, like, tired of it. But I thought it did add to the film. Yeah, no. I, I like when movies, like, feel like just a collection of yeah. scenes from somebody's life. Very good. Yeah, this is a very minimalist story, so we'll I'll just say the basic premise, and then we'll go through a couple important scenes. So, Ava arrives. She's going to stay 10 days. Uh, over that course of the 10 days, she meets uh, Eddie, which is Willie's best friend. Um, <laughs> Willie and her get to know each other more and start becoming more friendly friends. Uh, she plays a really epic song over and over again. Oh, yeah. Um, I really like that song. What's that called? Yeah, uh, it's the... Five. I put a spell on you, yeah. now you're One mine. One of my favorite uh, scenes in the movie is her just walking down like the city boulevard just really calmly and just this guy, ah, I put a spell on you! He's yeah. just like screaming the lyrics. <laughs> and I was like, this is genius. Yeah. <laughs> I wish that more movies had just, like, random people just, like, walking, but, like, the music's super intense. <laughs> so I think it's funny. <laughs> because yeah. people do that in real life. People will be listening to, like, super harsh heavy metal, and they'll just be, like, walking calmly in the dog park or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but what's funny is she just had a tape set, and she was just playing it, like, out in the open, just walking down. Yeah, she's, like, one of those, like, douchebags who would like go, come to school with their like speakers and just blast their music out loud yeah man yeah. you ever heard of Lincoln Park yeah pretty uh, indie yeah probably never heard of them you ever heard of the song in the end it's killer bro let me guess you like mainstream stuff like Katy Perry and Rihanna right have <laughs> you ever even heard of five seconds to Mars <laughs> Five seconds to Mars. Five seconds to Mars. Is that a real band or? Because I know of 30 seconds to Mars. <laughs> yeah, it's them, but played at six times speed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the perfect way to listen to their music. That's the one with Jared Leto in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, good old Jared Leto. <laughs> yeah, classic man. Classic! Um, so they start getting to know each other more. Uh, he buys. She steals a bunch of stuff for him. Yeah, that, that's like the she's, turning point for me. Where he's, he's like, like "Hey, hey you're all right." And she like steals a bunch of stuff and gives him stuff, and he's like, "Hey, you're all right." And then he buys her a dress that he thinks is really nice. Yeah, and she's like, 
it's kind of ugly now. And he's like, I, I didn't think so. I bought it for you. Yeah, he's and like, well, he's like, like, will, you, will you wear it at least? And yeah, like, you, you're over here. You should dress like the you know people do over here. Women wear dresses over here in America. <laughs> and she agrees to when she, the day she's leaving. She's like, no, I want to walk to the train station or the train station by myself. Or the, yeah, she went by yeah. train. And <laughs> she walks outside and... It cuts to the next scene where she's outside and she's just taking off the dress. She's putting on, like, pants and she has an undershirt on. Yeah. And then Eddie walks up. He's yeah. like, hey, what's up? And Eddie's, uh, it's been established that he's got, like, kind of a crush on her at this point. So he's kind of creepy in these first couple scenes. Especially with his, like, body language. I think I think it's mostly just because his character is just really awkward. His character so is I don't really, really awkward. Th- yeah. So um, it, it's, like, kind of hard to see which is, uh, is he just being awkward or is he being creepy? And it's mostly awkward. Which which can still be construed. I'm not yes. saying that women think that, oh, what? No, he's just awkward. <laughs> like, it's fine to think somebody's creeping. Yeah, exactly. But um, I don't think that was his Because he comes in and immediately he's like, hey, who's that? Your cousin? Yeah, she's kind of cute. He goes over. He's like, come on, let's take her with us. <laughs> come on, let's take her with us. Why not? Have fun. But, um... Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they go to the horse racing track there. It's established very early that they both are heavy gamblers. Yes. Um, so she throws away the dress and she says goodbye to Eddie. Eddie goes upstairs. <laughs> Willie's like, hey, did you see the beautiful dress? And he's like, yeah, beautiful. <laughs> um, and then it pretty much just cuts to a year later. Yeah. And they... Uh Eddie and Willie cheat at a card game. Yeah, they're playing poker and they, they've they been, like, dealing to each other. Yep. Like, specifically, they're only dealing to Willie. So, like, every time that it's Willie's turn, he wins and every time it's Eddie's turn, Willie wins again. Yeah. Um, so they basically, like, just get up and leave as soon as they're accused and they get away with 600 bucks. Yeah. And they decide to borrow Eddie's uh, half brothers or like uh, bro- brother-in-law's uh, car and drive down to Cleveland, Cleveland which is where the Auntie Lottie and uh, Ava are living. I like how every like third of this movie takes place in like a different location. Yeah. It honestly felt like what if the whole before trilogy was in one hour and a half movie? I mean, I don't know if I'd say that, but I, I kind of get what you mean. <laughs> I mostly meant just the location and just like the the movie's just extremely character and dialogue driven. Yeah. There's a lot less talking in this movie than those movies. Yeah, that's true. They're chatter mouths and these guys are pretty quiet for the most yeah. part, aside from Which is probably why I didn't like it quite as much, because I love listening to them talking to the before trilogy. Yeah. I yeah. still like this movie, but Yeah, no, um I don't think this is as good as like before sunrise, but I, I really enjoy this movie. Um, but yeah, so they go to Cleveland and they basically like just go to the aunt's house and they knock on her door and, uh, they find out that, uh, Ava is working at a hot dog stand. So they offer to go pick her up. They do. It's not a hot dog stand. It's like a restaurant. Yeah, but they say it's a hot yeah, dog stand. Yeah, I was like, I, oh, I watched both of these movies with Pierre, by the way. Oh, did you? Yeah. What, what was his overall impression? Uh, well, I'll say it when we give our ratings. I'll say what Pierre gave. Oh, okay. I'm not going to put it into our ratings. I'll okay. say what he gave it. Okay. Um, but I, I was watching it with Pierre, and I'm like, Pierre, I've been lied to. This is not a hot dog stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they pick her up, and they, like, pretend they like... 
she doesn't know them. They're like turning around. They're like, oh, this is going to be funny. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, you guys, what are you doing here? And then they're like, well, oh, we came to pick you up. And so it's just like, all right, I'll be out in 20 minutes. And she has like her boyfriend walk her out to the car or someone that she's just just a friend. Yeah. Well, she says it's just a friend. And yeah, I I think she does think he's just a friend. The guy obviously just like, what? Thought we were gonna fuck. Yeah, but they they like agree to go out like on a date later in the movie, or at least go see a movie together. Yeah. So, um, but um, yeah. So basically, they like take her home, um, and, and then, then she gets like the phone call, and the she's like, "All right, I'm gonna go see a movie with my friend from work." And then the aunt, who's like obviously very controlling of her life, is like, "No, no, you can't go see movie. Go see him with Eddie and Willie." And then they're just like, all right, we'll, we'll go along. And if I was them in this situation, I'd be like, all right, we'll go along. And then I would have just dropped her off and be like, all right, we'll, like, pick you up or something. And, like, frame it. Well, it's supposed like, like Willie's doing that. And then Eddie's like, we're going to see a movie? Yeah. He's, Eddie's like, all excited. excited. <laughs> he's like, whoa, the movie? Because you can tell he's getting kind of bored. He's like, oh, yeah. man. He, like, can't. And it's, it's obvious. And there's a lot of small things that go, like, how Americans can't, like, understand other people's customs or anything. Like, like when uh, Aunt, the aunt uh, gives him food, Eddie's like picking at something with his fork and then he puts it back down. Mm. He's like eating the soup and then he puts it down because he doesn't really like it. And Willie's like, eat your soup, man. Yeah. So there are, there are little things sprinkled throughout the scenes that I really thought built up these characters sometimes even more than like the actual like big dialogue bits. Yeah, definitely. Um, but they, they do go to the movie and... <laughs> The first shot we see of them, we just see like this one static shot of them watching the movie, and the boyfriend, the like friend that's obviously interested in Ava, is sit sat between, uh, right next to Eddie. And yeah, Eddie is sitting in between him and Ava, yeah. and Willie sitting he's like, on the other side. The, of the guy's like, he like looks so sad about it. Yeah, and he tries to off, and Eddie's like super invested in the movie. He's like smiling the whole yeah, time. He's, he's like, got oh. his back like straight up, and he's like very attentive. And he he like the dude who's interested in Ava like passes her the popcorn. He's like and on his way to take back. back, and, and then just, he like grabs a bunch. He's like, <laughs> yeah, smiling. That was like the funniest scene in the movie. Yeah, I, I think Eddie is my favorite. Character Eddie was great. Movie. Eddie was Pierre's favorite character too. Huh? Eddie was great. Yeah, he's a he's a great little character. It's fun to watch. <laughs> um, so they they stay for a couple days, I think, or they yeah they're there for, for a little bit, a couple days. They go, they throw some rocks at trains, and they're like, ah, we'll leave like the tomorrow or the day after tomorrow because uh, Eddie's getting kind of bored. Yeah, and also the, and there's like they're walking around, it's snowing, and they're like, you know, everything just looks the same. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it's the same wherever you go. But they they leave. And Willie's like, you know, how much on the road, like, they had just left. They were probably, like, 20 miles down the road. They are like, how much money we got left? He's like, 550 bucks. We only yeah. spent 50 bucks. And he's like, how about this? We go pick up Ava. We go down to Miami. We party. He doesn't say that with that same cadence, but that's the gist of it. Yeah, because she, like, really? she had been dropping hints that was, like, yeah, hey, when they were leaving, from here. She's like, hey, maybe you can come back and kidnap me soon. Yeah, take She, like, obviously does not like it. So they they decide to go to Florida. They go back. They pick her up. The aunt's not very happy about it, but whatever. She'll deal. He's, Willie's like, we're just going Or no, Eddie's like, I'm just going on vacation. We'll be right back. Yeah, just, she'll be fine. Don't worry. We'll take care of her. And then they get in the car and they leave. And she's like, you son of a bitch. Good for nothing. But, um, 
Yeah, so they go to Florida, and immediately, like, they just, like, get there, and they're like, all right, Ava, stay in the car. Like, stay down, and uh, as soon as, like, the manager goes in, we'll, uh, like, you can sneak around to our door, and we'll let you in. And she's like, what? 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 I thought you guys were rich. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, well, there's no sense in paying for, like, three people. So they, like, get this room that has, like, two beds, and then they, like, have a cot in there. And she has to, like, sneak in, and she's not very happy about that. Then they wake up. She wakes up the next morning, and Eddie and Willie are both gone. They're just straight up she's left. She's pretty and pissed know. about it. And then they're gone, like, the entire... They're gone, like... All day. All day. And she's really pissed when they get back, but they're obviously... They're, like, angry at each other and stuff. Yeah, because... They had said, like, last night, they're like, hey, yeah. look, the re- the dog races. Yeah, and, like, Willie's like, no, not dog races, horse races. They always go with horse races, and Eddie's like, oh, no, I got a good feeling about the dogs. And they lost all their money at the dog races. Like, Almost all their money. Almost I all think their money. I, I Most want to say that they probably had, like, a hundred bucks left. Maybe. Um, but, yeah, so they're, what are they going to do? They're going to go back to the track, to the horse races, yeah. and uh, win money back. So that's what they're doing, but only after they, like, take this really iconic uh, walk on the beach. Yeah. Which, that's like the poster, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. Um, And you can tell that Willie is very upset with Eddie. And it's like, well, I mean, you you had as much say in that as, like, Eddie did, so it's part of the game. You're going to gamble. You're going to lose eventually. Just be smart about it. Seriously. So, yeah, so they go, and then Ava, they leave Ava, and she's pretty pissed about it, because she just feels, like, helpless in this situation that they got him in, got her into. Uh, so, so she buys a hat. Yeah, she buys a hat and goes for a walk, and then this, like, random dude on the street... <laughs> With, like, a visor on, he has, like, the fucking Jordy LaForge, like, yeah. visor, <laughs> and he's like, hey, man! Yeah, hey, I see that hat, I know who you are here, and just hands her a fucking fat envelope of money. And he's like, now tell him to leave me alone. I'm out. I'm done. And then he leaves. And then she and just kind of like walks looks. off. And then an identical woman walks up. Yeah, who's wearing like a similar hat. <laughs> and then, yeah, she goes to the motel room, shuts the door. She like leaves a few hundred bucks for Eddie and Willie. <sighs> and leaves, leaves a note. Because she had a line specifically like, hey, if you're going to leave, leave, at least like do me the fucking courtesy of leaving a note. Yeah. Um, so she leaves a note and she's like, I'm going to the airport. So she goes to the airport and she's looking for like a flight back to Europe. She's like, what do you got? And they're like, we've only got one for tonight. It leaves for, uh, Budapest. Oh, Budapest. Budapest. Um, she's like, oh, that's the only flight you got. And they're like, tonight, uh, we don't have any. 44 minutes. Yeah. And then we have some that leave tomorrow. Um, so she like uh, contemplate contemplates, and then we cut to them, Eddie and Willie, getting to the hotel room. They won their money back, and they're super happy. And then they find more money, and they're like, "What the fuck?" And then they see Ava's note, and they're like, "All right, let's go to the airport." Um, so they go to the airport. Uh, Willie buys a ticket because he's like, "All right, I gotta get on that plane and see if Ava's." He there. Much, I think he calls the like the concierge or whatever he's like you're a fucking cunt or something like that yeah. and the guy's just like hey, have, you a, have nice- a good day too yeah. <laughs> um 
So they like get over, and he's like, "All right, Eddie, you wait by the car. I'm gonna. I'll be back in yeah, ten I, minutes. The only way I can get her off the plane is if I go and buy a ticket to get on the plane. So he does that, and then basically we see like Eddie waiting by the car. We see the plane take off, and immediately he's like, "Oh, Willie." I knew you were going to do Yeah. What are you going to do in Budapest? Yeah. What's going What's in Budapest? And he gets in his car. Immediately, I'm like, you're not, not going to wait like 20 minutes and see if like he just got her a off. giant shit. Like you, you, you realize like when he bought the ticket, time was cutting it pretty fucking close. He might have just gotten off the plane as it was taking off. It's so an airport's pretty decent sized. I imagine it takes a little bit to walk through him. But no, he just sees the plane. He's like, oh. All right, Eddie. I mean, it does take a while for a plane to take off once it like pulls out of the gate as well, though. It takes a few minutes, yeah. But you never know. I, I would have waited at least probably like. No, nah, he had a he had a minutes. sense. But yeah, his stomach that had been. Yeah, I trust so Eddie. Well He's got a good him. feeling about. Um, but <laughs> can't be wrong twice in one day. Definitely not. And then we see so we see the plane leave for Budapest, Eddie. Uh, probably like leaves back for New York and then um, we see Ava and she like just goes back to the hotel room because we see that she didn't get on the flight to Budapest and she just kind of chills in the hotel room and the movie ends. Yeah. And I'm just like, I think that on the surface the movie just kind of ends. Pierre says that about movies all the time. He, if a movie has like somewhat of an uh, ambiguous ending, he'll just be like, and it just kind of ends and he hates that. I love ambiguous endings. I, I, I like ambiguous endings, too. And this one, but this one felt, I don't know, to me it feels super depressing. Because all it is is it's it's leaving all the central characters stranded by themselves. Yeah. In places that are completely different, yet all the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like everything, the world is a is a boring hellscape where you can't escape monotony and you're stranded and all alone and it's stranger than paradise. I just said the name. Whoa, he did it. He did it. He worked it in. Um, But yeah, um, there's really, like, I don't have, like, too much to say about this movie. It's, It's pretty simple and I feel like you just hit the nail on the head with that statement pretty much. Um, but yeah, no, I, I really like this movie. Um, I thought it was, there were some, there were some really funny lines. Like I really liked the line where, uh, what was, what's the singer's name? Screaming Jake it's like wild it, he, something, yeah. but then he's like, he's a wild man. Yeah. He's my so, main man. He's, and then she tells him to bug off when he, yeah. says he doesn't like it. And that whole scene was just really funny. There's some really fun scenes yeah, between Yeah, there's the lots characters. of like little bits of humor. Like I like the bit where Eddie is like playing cards with the grandma and she keeps winning. And he's like, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play you again later, and I'm, I want to win. And she's like, okay, I'll let you win. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, uh, yeah, even she did a pretty good job, and I don't think she's been in anything else. I think she was just like a random Hungarian woman. Yeah, it was she delivered the parts as needed? Yeah. No, I also really enjoyed the movie. Yeah, uh, there's not a lot to say. Uh, it's good. Yeah, I would. It agree. makes me want to watch some more Jarmusch. Yeah. This was only my third. This was your second, right? Mm-hmm. Um, what's, I might watch, like, Broken Flowers or Coffee and Cigarette Snicks. Mm. So what did you give this one? 
Um, I'm gonna give this one a nice. When you started saying nice, I thought we were gonna say nine. I'm like, whoa. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I. Th- it's a high seven. Okay. Mine is like a mid seven. Okay. Pierre's was a six. Okay. But like this, I was actually surprised by this because I I didn't think this would vibe with Pierre. Yeah. But so that's how that's how powerful the movie is. Yeah. Pierre liked it even though it's a genre he doesn't like. <laughs> well, I'm glad he enjoyed it. So a seven from us. Definitely watch it. It's it's good and it's short. It's really short. It's an hour and a half. But I really it's it's nicely paced that it feels like you're on a long trip kind of thing. Like it doesn't it I never got bored, but I like movies that feel like they're longer than they are in a good way, I guess. Yeah. And I think both of these movies felt like that. Mm-hmm. Cause none of them neither of them felt like an hour and a half. They felt like I was on an experience with them. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I I agree. This movie was very much like you were just traveling along with them. Yeah. Like I even like there are like scenes where you're like in the car and you can yeah, like, in the back the, seat and like the... scenery throughout the windows. Yeah. Like I, I enjoyed this movie very much. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, it's a seven. Seven. And that takes us to our next film. I am not the bitch with a Transylvanian accent. I thought this wasn't based in Romania. I know, I know. Uh, I'm going to go to the kitchen real quick, but you can begin your lecture on the the, the central theming of I am not... No. Um, yeah, so this movie was filmed in Zambia, but it doesn't take place anywhere specific. It's kind of based off of, um, like, different places... Like Zambia and uh, Zambia, Ghana, Ghana, uh, yeah, because there are the Ghana like witch camps, yeah. Um, which is this specifically? That's where the director went to learn about the stuff. Yeah, I, this I, one I did a couple. I, I, I did some research as well. Yeah, I listened to a couple of her like Q and A's and interviews okay. that she did. I was just reading some stuff about it. Okay. Um. Yeah, because I I wanted to like understand a little more before I, like, said anything that way, because I totally would have thought this movie was just, like, Zombia if I didn't, because I, I don't know much about there, admittedly. Yeah, no, actually, I, I just assumed it was Zombia. Yeah, and the director talked about that. She's like, because uh, it hasn't been screened in Zombia yet. Hmm. Um, or it, it might have been now. Uh, no, thank you. Right. Gogurt? It'll hurt my stomach. Gogurt hurts your stomach? Yeah. But it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Gogurt. That's cool. And I like the package, but I don't do very well with things that have a lot of dairy, and I already took a chance on the cheesecake. Um, you want some milk? No, absolutely not. Um, but yeah, because uh, she did like screening at Sundance, and... Um, yeah, white people love this movie. Oh yeah, dude... In the q and I was watching, there was this white guy who, like, went up and he was like, all right, um, I've got a question, because she was receiving a lot of questions regarding, like, the use of humor in the film, and there were, like, a lot of people from over here who were like, is this, like, offensive? And white people don't understand mixing comedy with, like, 
the harsh subjects. Like, it's the same thing with, like, Bong Joon-ho's stuff. Yeah, and it's like... Like, Memories of Murder. I've read a couple of reviews being like, oh, it was really offensive to, like, make it part comedy. I'm yeah, like, it's like most fucking- of the white people are like, if I laugh at this, am I racist? And it's like, <laughs> Jesus, it's no, meant to it be funny. funny. It, it was designed like, with There were a lot purpose. of scenes that were funny. Yes. Um, and uh, the, <laughs> the white guy who went up there accidentally, he was like, yeah, I know, like, I just, I wasn't sure if it would be seen as offensive to, like, Zimbabwe, and they're like, Zambia, and he's like, oh, God, I just made it so much worse, and it's like, yeah, you did. <laughs> like, I was, like, in shock hearing this, because I, I wasn't expecting it, it was just really funny to me. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so... <laughs> Yeah, it's it doesn't it, it's kind of meant to be like it's based like the director was going for a zombie fairy tale kind of feel to the story, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, so it's it's got a lot of like inspiration and it was shot there, but it doesn't take place there, and I'm glad that I like did the just kind of and now that I Africa in general like that area of Africa yeah um. So, yeah, basically, oh, I want to talk about one more thing before we get in there, Um, because I thought it was kind of interesting. The actress who plays Shula, her name is Maggie, Um, let me pull up her IMDb, that way I can get a good look at her last name. Uh, Maggie Mulubwa. 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 Something. Um, I'm sorry for... Probably butchering the pronunciation. I'm just reading it cold here. I didn't, like, look up any guides on the pronunciation. Um, but, so, the director was, like, casting for this movie. And she had, like, some, some like, photographer had taken a picture of Maggie. Mm-hmm. Um, like, before the film was even made. And she, like, she she had seen this picture of Maggie and she's like, oh, she, she's pretty interesting. Like, she, this is an interesting photo and this girl seems interesting. And really didn't take it from there. And then casting for the movie began and they really weren't finding any actresses uh, that would, like, fit the part. So, like, one of her, like, I think the person who was, like, doing the, like, casting, scouting was like, um, what about the girl in the photo? She's like, oh, I mean, maybe, but I... We don't have a name for her. We don't know who she is. This area is, like, very populated. Like, it... Like, where the picture was taken, it'll probably be, like, impossible to find her. But the dude's like, no. We will find her. I am making it my mission. And they, like, talk to the chief, like, of her, uh, like, village. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, oh, yeah, we'll find her. No problem. We'll just... Easy, easy. We'll... we'll because he apparently had, like, a very, like, she described it as, like, a militarized way of, like, kind of, like, getting information out there and being able to, like, just... Uh, torturing people. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, just very, like, uniform and, yeah, organized in that kind of fashion. And they were able to find her. And, uh, yeah, she did a great job in the movie. And apparently she's, like, really smart. Like, they, like, got her into schooling and she learned, like... English in just, like, a few months, like, and she, like, went She from, seems like, really smart. 18th like, in her class to, like, 3rd in her class, like... Wow. 
Yeah, most of the actors in this movie have like never acted before, at least in like films or anything. And most of the like, uh, like featured actors, like people that aren't just like the ensemble stuff, do a pretty good job. Yeah, no, I, I thought I thought they were all pretty. I think that some of the like groups of people, you can see a couple of people like not doing super hot, but that's yeah. fine. It's it's. I feel like it's nicer to have just regular people from Zombia in a film like this than like big name actors or people that can that are professionally trained. I feel like it's more important to have kind of a raw feeling to it. Oh yeah, for sure. Especially since you're trying to accurately portray the like the culture to a certain extent. Yeah. Or at least like the kind of uh spirit of the culture. Yeah. Um the goods and the bads. Because they 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 definitely do highlight some like I think some, like, interesting things. I mean, yeah, I don't think... And I don't think this movie's mean-spirited at all. It, it, it's it's a harsh really, criticism on, like, the witch camps, but out... And, and that's mostly... And honestly, that's mostly from the greed. That's yeah. where all that spawns from. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so basically, the movie starts, and it starts with, like, this bus rolling up, and it's playing, like, Four Seasons Winter... Uh, Vivaldi, or however yeah, they play that, I think two or three times. Yeah, they they play it a few, and they do it. They use it really well, I would say. Yeah, um, they use it pretty sparingly, which because the movie started, I'm like, it's one of my favorite songs, but it's I, it's pretty overused yeah. in movies. It's but I always get excited when like like kind of overused stuff from Hollywood is used for in other countries. I yeah, it's really interesting to see how they'll use it because they used it differently, and the director. I think she lives over here. She seemed very... She's, uh... I know she's Zombian and Welsh. I don't okay. know where she lives right now. Because her cadence was, like, very good with her English and stuff. Oh, okay. Like, she sounded like she just lived, like, in, like, around these parts. Yeah. Uh, and this was her first movie. Or at least feature film. Yeah. That's and that's great. I before we even say anything, I thought the direction and the cinematography were both like incredible. Yeah, no, I I really liked this movie. Yeah. Like I'm glad that I fucking finally got around to watching it because it's been on my watch list for quite a while. Um I had the ending popped up. I wanna pull up the director's page and look at her a little bit. But basically so we start off with this like tour bus full of tourists like coming up and they like look at the witch camps and stuff and it's basically like they've got um these women who are accused of witches and basically like witch camps are a place where they have like kind of like a safe place for people who like claim they're witches and acknowledge it. Uh, so they, like, go there and basically, like, they're granted, like, protection and stuff as long as they, like, work on the farm. But the thing is, the chief can work them, like, up, like, as much as he wants, practically. And yeah. they're, they're essentially slaves. Like, it's... Yeah. And the movie, um, I was listening to the interviews and she said that in the real witch camps, they have, like, these things called invisible shrines, which are meant to, like, take... They're, like, described as what takes away the ability for the witches to, like, fly and cast, like, evil magic spells. And she wanted a physical representation of that for the movie, so that's what, like, the ribbons were. The ribbons have such, like... The ribbons are so cool. Yeah. 
I really like the ribbons. The ribbons like have so many great like great scenes imagery. imagery, yeah, and also just world building too. Like, what a cool concept to put in a movie. Yeah, they, you know, it ties to your themes while being different enough that you know it's not. Yeah. Talking about just one place. Because it, it acted as something to, like, ground them in one place, but it also kind of acted as, like, a scarlet letter kind of mm-hmm. deal to, like, let people in society know. Like, because there's, like, the one scene later where we see uh, the one witch, like, she's got it, like, in a shopping cart, and she, like, covers it with a blanket, hoping that no one will notice that she's got, like, this white ribbon that's kind of, like, attached to the back of her dress. Yeah. Um, and we'll get to that scene. Um in more detail here in just a few minutes. But, um, so yeah, this movie begins with that like little introduction to the witch camps. And then we cut to this, uh, like local jail in this village. And there's this little girl who's being accused of being a witch and nobody really knows where she comes from. She's been there for a little while. And there is that small scene right before where, uh, that like like spills her water because she sees the girl. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then she like brings the water to her, and they're like, "What?" Yeah, exactly. So, um, and then it's the jail scene, and uh, yeah, basically she's accused of being a witch, like, and there's really no credible evidence. They're just like, "Oh, she's a witch." Because we don't know where she came from, and she's a guy, strange. some dude comes in, and he's like, "I was in the field one day." And this cut off dark cloud came over my head, and then she cut my hand off with an axe. And then I woke up. And then everyone's like, ah, get out of here. But she's still a witch. <laughs> and so the police officer is like, okay, okay. Are you a witch? And she won't confirm nor she won't deny say it. anything. She, she's very, like, just shy, very meek. Doesn't want to talk she to doesn't, anyone. I don't think she has any lines for the first, like, 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah, she doesn't talk until uh, she gets, like, into the witch camp. Mm. Um, I don't think so. I don't recall any point where she spoke before that. I think her first line is the whole uh, sequence that, yeah. yeah. Um, so, she... Uh, so the police officer calls, uh, like this like the government governor official, governor, like, mayor, like yeah, he some high ranking guy for that region at least. Yeah, um, so he's he's basically like, oh, she won't deny that she's a witch. Okay, keep her there. Make sure no one talks to her. I'll be right over. So he basically they like just take her and. Uh, get the ribbon on her and they like are like you're gonna be in this witch camp and then they like it's like the scene where she tries to run away and like they send like the two guys to go like chase after her and they just like grab her and have two of them like carry her back and then yeah. they like put the ribbon on her and she tries to run away again yeah strike down um so then they like have the Oh, what? So, like... So then they have the, the like, ritual thing where they're like, you can choose to be a witch. Yeah. Or they say to her that she'll be turned into a goat if she, if she cuts the ribbon. Like, yeah. 
So, and then they put her in, like, a shed for the night. Uh, yeah. Um, so, basically, they go to the she shed on her in the next wanna, She doesn't want to be a goat. Yeah. So, she, uh, just accepts her fate as a witch. And it seems like she kind of likes it at first. Like, she's getting along with, like, the other witches. Um... God, I feel bad calling them witches because it's like they're yeah. not witches. Yeah, but that's the we're that's referring the... to them as witches because that's what the film refers to them as. We don't actually believe people accused of witchcraft are witches. They're just regular people. This is all just using the language the film sets up. We are uh, we are sorry for referring to them as witches. There you go. There's our perfect. There's our little uh, little disclaimer. disclaimer yeah. Um. So. She, uh, she's just kind of hanging around, getting used to people. They give her, because she doesn't have a name, she hasn't, like, really talked very much. So they call her, uh, they give her the name of Shula, which means uprooted. So she's been, like, uprooted, which is a very apt title for her. Yeah. Um, so. Honestly, this movie probably could have just been called Shula as well. It could have been. Um. I don't think it... Or Shula's Eggs. <laughs> the perfect title there. Um, gosh. So, yeah. So she ends up getting recruited for basically deciding who committed the crime. They yeah, like take her... like a judge. Yeah. They take her and some dude in, like, the village had his, like, bag stolen... So they take her and they have like a line of suspects and they're like, all right, use her witchcraft to figure out who did it. And she's kind of like looking there for a while and then she like calls the other witches and asks for some advice. She's like, I don't know who to pick. And they're like, all right, well, um, pick the darkest one. She's like, there's a couple different dark ones. And she's like, okay, um, if they're looking down, and some of them, like, if they're looking up, like, she's just so getting, like... That's an interesting thing that's introduced just just in that point, because there is... There is always still, like... Oh, yeah, there, there's still bigotry over there for yeah. even smaller Dark, differences yeah. than just, like, like the, white and black. Yeah. Like, different shades of this nose tone. size yeah. is a thing. Um, like, that's, like, the whole, like, uh, Rwandan genocide, I'm pretty sure, was over, like, no, like... Not specifically over that, but that was, like, one of the big, like, bigoted things yeah. that they would, like, claim is, like, they got bigger noses than us. Hotel Rwanda's a good movie. It is. I need to rewatch it. I haven't watched it since, Mr. Like, Cheadle. Don Cheadle. He's good. He does a good, good job. That's another guy in the, the MCU that's just, like, people forget that he's a good actor. Yeah. No, he does good stuff. He get, He's severely underutilized in those movies. Yeah. Um, hopefully that TV show he does with, uh... Fucking, or no, no, it's not Don Cheadle. Never mind. You think of Anthony Mackie, which I do think he is also underutilized. Yeah, he is also underutilized. Um, they, they do need to get War Machine some good stuff. Isn't he getting a TV show? Did I hear something I about that? I don't know. And they're probably just gonna give every person a TV show. They honestly should. They, they should give well. me one. Yeah. They should let me write a Star Wars TV show so I can make T Cannon. Please do it. Tika Lumpawaru, there, that would be great. Like an animated, because most of the animated TV shows are, you know, they're for like thirteen year olds about, or like around that, like young, 
teenager kind of things. We need like a really like a kid friendly show that's not one of the Legos. So I'm saying Lumpawaru, Wicket, Teak, Salacious B. Crumb, they all go on adventures and learn how to spell and how to read and stuff. Whoa. Awesome. That's a good idea. Anyway, we're talking about a movie that's very sad. <laughs> yes. Um, it's kind of, it's, it's also kind of a dark comedy. That's the way that the, like, I think the, that the first like two thirds is pretty like lighthearted for what it yeah, is. Once it gets to that. And then the last third there. is just like, Oh, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, where were we? Oh yeah. Uh, so she, she picks one guy. She's like you in the red sweatshirt. He's like, God is my witness. I did not do it. And he's like, why are you arguing? She yeah. told you it was you. Yeah, get in the bus. So they get in the bus, and he's like, he's like, you fucking... We're gonna burn you alive, yeah. bitch. They're gonna see it wasn't me, and they're gonna burn you alive. You wrongly accused me. And then they find the bag in his house, and then just a bunch of guys, like, grab him and beat the shit out of him. Um, as far as we can see, who knows if it went further. Probably not. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they beat him up and threw him in jail, probably. I believe they took him to jail. I, I think um, they were taking him to, like, a police car. Hmm. But, uh... So, yeah, she basically... The, uh, the like, governor dude, whoever, whatever his, like, position is, he's like, I like you. You're a good witch. You're my witch now. She's like... Okay. Oh, um, um, all right. So, she, like, goes and she, like, gives the offerings to the other witches still, but she gets to, like, go live with him and his wife, who is also a witch. But she, he basically just drops her off and then uh, his wife, like, kind of, like, shows her around the house and she does this thing where she pours, like, gin. Gin, yeah, which, on- is, which is an interesting thing. I wonder if that's, like, because we have, like, uh, salt... So yeah, I'm supposed to get rid of spirits and stuff, and yeah, I, probably like I, the I, alcohol is meant to like purify. Yeah, but I've never heard the gin specifically because it's gin specifically. They're always buying gin, it's yeah. not just alcohol, unless this country only has gin. <laughs> but I don't know. And I, I wonder if that's specifically an African custom, like an African witchcraft and stuff like that, or if it's like just around like those specific countries. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure honestly. I want to I want to dive more into African witchcraft cuz there is some interesting elements. Yeah, there. I'm going to see if I can find any like documentaries that talk about like the uh, Ghana like witch camps and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Fuck. See if I can That's that'd be intense to watch. Yeah. Um but so we, she like takes her upstairs and like shows her her ribbon and she basically like explains like, look, I was like you when I was younger. You've been given a good opportunity, an opportunity I was given to like come and, you know, lead this life. Just if you just do what they say without hesitation, just go with the flow 100%, you'll be fine and you'll end up happy like me because I'm a respectable woman now because I'm married. And uh, then they go to the... They're, like, going somewhere, and she's like, Ah, shit. I forgot the gin. We gotta go get gin. So she stops at the store, and then she's, like, on her way back to the car. Like, there's a bunch of people who notice her ribbon, and they just start harassing her. And they're, like, shouting at her, and, like, they're like, Kill her! Like, one person suggests, like, Yeah, we should kill her! She gets in the car. She's just like, Leave me alone. 
Leave me alone. I'm respectable. I'm married. Yeah, I'm married. Please. Don't you see I'm married? And this is the point oh, yeah, where... We didn't see... We didn't talk about it. They literally scar the head to mark the witch. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah, like like this little girl has a scar yeah, on her head she for the rest like of her the, life now. Mm-hmm. It's um, like kind of like two little kinda slits like, kind of thing. Yeah, the tribal scarring. Um, And then... Yeah, so she gets back in the car. And this is the point where Shula is basically like... Fuck this. Like, this is not the life I want to lead. And she has her, like, kind of full realization. Because there had been bits where she's like, you know, this is kind of shitty. Like, there's a scene earlier where she's, like, on the bus. And some dude just comes up and he's like, hey! Because she's kind of, like, just left unattended on the bus. And the public hates witches. They're like, hey! You're the witch that ate my, like, wife or something? You ate my family! As soon as I get in that bus, I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. He pretty much says that. I'm like, this is, what do you mean this, this is a child, yeah. sir? And then the governor dude shows up and he's like, hey, I will slap you! Yeah, get out of here. This is government property. She's government property. And then, uh, I don't know what point and necessarily in sequence it happens, but around this point in the film is when he takes her on like that TV show. And, uh, yeah. he tries to use her and he's like, she's got eggs, which will enhance your breakfast. And every, like, there's people like calling him like, send that girl to school. Like, what the fuck are you doing? She's not a witch. She's just a little girl. Yeah. And he's like, I, you know, this is not a normal person. This yeah, is a witch. This is a you witch. can't tell if they're happy or sad. And like, the, even the news guy, he's like, how do you know, though? Like, is there any possibility? Yeah, he's like, what? You just have people... And he just doesn't say anything. Yeah, and she she has, like, the tear go down her face. It's like... Because she's obviously fucking miserable. Yeah. And then, uh... So, we... So, she goes to school for a day, and it seems like she's really excited to go to school, obviously. You know, she wants to learn. She wants to do something else other than just be a witch and she wants to like interact with other people who just don't use her in her society because it gets to the point where like the governor dude's using her the other witches are using her in the witch camps because they're gonna use every like there's a big like kind of group of them like a section of them that plan on using like the offerings that she gets to buy like wigs and shit just like vanity causes um and so, like, everyone's just using her. Yeah. And obviously, like, you know, she just wants to go to school, and she obviously clearly doesn't seem like she's being used there. She's fitting in. She's playing, like, a game of, like, telephone with the other kids. Um, yeah, but this is also a school for, like, uh, wayward children or something, like, or disabled. Like, anyone that's looked down upon pretty much like there's some blind kids there's some disabled kids there's albino kids which are looked down upon yeah really harshly um and i get that and i get like this statement it's trying to make but it, it doesn't take away from like the fact that she feels like she's got like some people who are on her level who yeah are, like treating her no 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 i agree um and then it, while this is going on basically so we find out that there's kind of like a split in power that's kind of like conflicting each other because there's like the government and then there's like the kind of like local like royalty that kind of like, or maybe not royalty, but like yeah. 
I don't. I don't know. I don't know. She. She, she seemed like royalty or like a very yeah. high position of power. Yeah, whatever it is. Um, she's kind of like in charge of like the like local area, like this state that they're in, and then the government has like the kind of like federal laws that they have to follow, essentially. Yeah, where they're like, well, it doesn't matter what you say. Like the government says that like. She has to, like, go to school, like, a certain amount of, like, hours per week or whatever. And she's like, no, that is for normal children. She is a witch. Go, because this dude is, like, kind of like a middleman between her and the government. Yeah. Like, that's kind of, like, his position. She's like, you go and tell them I am not happy. She will not be going to school. So then she sends, like, one of her guys to, like, take her out of the school and, like, he does that by, like, pulling on her ribbon and just pulling her back. Yeah, and she's just, like, sitting... That's during the telephone game. She, yeah. like, says it, and then she just, like... Gets yanked, yanked back. Yanked back, and she's just kind of staring at the sky. Yep. And then she gets taken... Is it to a different camp, or is it the same I camp? I think it's the same camp, but she's forced to, like, work by herself for a bit. She's, like, in the farm. Yeah, like, and she ends up, like, just kind of, like... Because... There's, like, the bit... Because everyone thinks that she can, like, do rain dances. Yeah, I don't remember. he had said that. Yeah. Like, it's just him using his greed to try to further his plans for money. Yeah, so she, like... Everyone expects her to do this rain dance, and she tries for a little bit, and it gets to the point where she's, like, pretty exhausted, and she, like, pees on some crops. I don't know if that was, like, an exhaustion she, like, thing. Yeah, or because she, her, like, pretty much, like, faints, because they all have to, like, pick her up. Yeah. Um... And then she's carried back to the camp, and everyone's like, Shula, what's wrong? Just tell us. And she's like, I wish I had become a goat. And they're like, no, 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 you don't. No, you don't mean that. They would kill and eat you. She's like, but I wish I became a goat. Like, this sucks. Yeah. And then while they're sleeping, she goes out and kind of, like, looks at, like, where her ribbon is, like, connected to. Like, she follows the trail to the end, and then... She gathers it all up, and it cuts the next morning, and... Uh, These there's a dude on a tractor listening to a still American boy, um, which I, I liked that. Kanye. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Kanye and Estelle, classic. And then they drop off the dead body of Shula yep. just in the middle of the field. And, and then, all the uh, witches. That's one of my favorite. This is one of my favorite shots as they come in and all the ribbons are just like kind of intersecting and falling and leading up to this dead body. And then they do the like little uh, ceremony yeah, for That's her. also an amazing shot, too. Yeah. <laughs> Just this overhead shot of, like, her dead body wrapped up and them all dressed in red. I like the song they sing as well. Yeah. Oh, all the songs they sing. Yeah. I think they sing, like, three as a group, and they're all really beautiful. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, they give uh, Shula her little send-off, and then... That, and then it rains. Oh, yeah. It, 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 they're it in the rains. middle. Oh, yeah. Then they go, like, to an actual... They have a little ceremony, like, underneath something. And then out in the open, they have, like, their funeral. And then it starts to rain. And it just starts pouring and pouring. And then it just fades to white. And, and then there's that, like, shot of, like, the truck that has, like, all, like, the cut ribbons on it. Oh, yeah. And, and then, then that's the final shot of the movie. Um, and, yeah. Uh... Oh, fuck. I yeah. really liked this movie. Yeah, no, me too. Like, there was... It wasn't, like... 
a masterpiece or anything, but Jesus, the cinematography. Yeah, it fucking blew me cinematography, away. Cinematography, I love movies did, that can uh, better, the, like... The cinematographer did uh, Birds of Passage, I think it's called, which I've been meaning to watch. Okay. Um, and another one, but go ahead and say what you were going um, to. I, I, I love, like, foreign movies, especially with, like, areas that I'm not, like, entirely familiar with, because, like, the landscape shots always just take my breath away. And I love, like, just learning, like, little context bits of, like, cultures through, like, the films. Um, and it was, it was really interesting. It, it was a good watch. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I don't think it was, like, quite on that, like, next level. But I. <laughs> but it is it very incredible good. for uh, uh, first yeah, feature. And I'm going to be keeping an eye on this director because I thought she... Did a fucking great job. The cinematographer also did Embrace of the Serpent, which I've heard really good things about. Okay. Um. But yeah, no, this this was a fucking great, interesting film. Um. I learned a lot. Like I didn't know that like the witch camps existed over there. Yeah. Um, no, that, it's a very informational film, and it's sad, but. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically, and um, children, it was kind of a, even in the movie they hinted it, children weren't really accused ever. Yeah, it was mostly they, they, elderly people and like albino. But it's been on the rise um, from like things like uh, Ebola. If a kid survives it, they're just like, that's a witch. Oh, um, also like, just like poverty rising. People are blaming kids now. And there's apparently a bunch of like, there's this one like, Preacher, I think her name's like Helen, Helen something, and people are saying like that she's one of the big causes for like a rise in children witch accusations, and it's intense. Like children die from these, like yeah, they're killed. They're some of them are burned alive or like through like exorcism to try to get the witch out of them. That's that's absolutely fucking terrible. Um. Wow. Helen Pabio. She's a oh, fuck Christian. She's a Christian preacher. She's Christian. She's African. But okay. She's she's Christian. So the white person is to blame. <laughs> like Christianity. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Christianity. Sorry to any nah, potential just, Christians who might fuck, be listening, but fuck Christianity. Fuck the idea of. Christian. Honestly, fuck all religion, but <laughs> fuck Christianity in particular because it's very relevant in the culture I live in. Fuck the institution of Christianity. I won't go as far as to say that all Christians are bad. I just big. Not all churches. religious people are bad, but I think religion is bad. That's my personal philosophy on it. Yeah, listen to Thomas's new philosophy podcast. Yeah. Fuck you and fuck your religion. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Pierre didn't like this one. He gave it a four. Oh, Pierre. But he said that it was an interesting idea and it was, that he learned a lot. It's just, it's just not his type of movie. But, you know. Maybe if they made one with robots. Or Maybe if they made, I am not a robot. <laughs> uh, Joe actually watched this with us as well. Oh, what did Joe he think? Pierre. He gave it a seven. Oh, okay. And what did you give this one? I'm guessing eight or nine? Eight. Yeah. I'm also giving it an eight. I was sitting at a seven, 
But the more I talked about it, I'm just like, no, I did really like this movie. Yeah. It had a lot of really good things going for it. Yeah. And I fucking love the ribbons. They look so good. And it's so... Ah! Yeah. Yeah. A Blu-ray release when? I've got... I've got the DVD release. That's all they sell over here. Okay. I just watched it on Canopy. Mm. So I've noticed that, like, some of, like, the really, like, low-scraping AMD movies tend to get, like, DVD releases at first. And then, like, yeah. if they, like, sell the DVDs well, I think they do Blu-rays. Because, like, Jim Cummings' uh, Thunder Road was, like, DVD for, like, a good few months. And then he just, like, they just released, like, a Blu-ray of that. Like, oh, Okay. Um, yeah. But, like, Shoplifters is one that I'm surprised, like, doesn't have a Blu-ray, like the Korean movie. Yeah. Um, I haven't I mean, seen it. Watch I want to. While, yeah. um, but that that's one that's only, like, sold on DVD. This is one. Um, so, yeah. It, Serbian see this film. Movie? Serbian film needs that Blu-ray. <laughs> they have a Blu-ray, but it's only, like, Region B or whatever. Uh, and I'm just like, I gotta get a region-free one. I'm gonna get a PS3 that's, like, I'm just gonna mod it to have, like, region or free playability because apparently it's really easy to do that with PS3s. So, are you still down to do the big? Yeah. That's that's this week if you're good. Yeah, I can okay, do it. So, first week of this, the first week of the year is going to be we're doing uh, another director. Yep. We're uh, It's my pick so I picked Akira Kurosawa. Okay. Uh, you know, known as He's probably the most well-known Japanese director of all time. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably also the most influential, seeing as he influenced things like Star Wars. Yeah, no. He's... Like, heavily. He influenced, like, a, one of the biggest Westerns of all time, the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, Seven Samurai. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say he's... I would just say he's probably one of the most influential directors, directors of all time. Yeah. <laughs> um... So yeah, Akira Kurosawa. Um, let me pick. Let me grab the picks I got. We're watching five. Oh boy! Oh boy! Have you watched any of them yet? No, but I'll, I'll be able to. Okay, I'll watch one a day. Well, then we should pick seven. No, just oh. <laughs> All right, so uh, we'll go from oldest to newest. So, Drunken Angel, which was 1948, an hour and a half. Uh, Ikiru, which is two hours, 1952. Seven Samurai, that's three hours and 25 minutes, or 27 minutes, three and a half hours, pretty much, 1954. Uh, High and Low, which was almost 10 years later, 1963, that's two and a half hours. And then uh, Ran, which is... Or Ron, Ran, which is 1985, 160 minutes. So all right, and I'm I'm very excited. I'm mostly excited. I've only seen you haven't seen any Kurosawa, right? No, I and the only thing I've seen is Rashomon, which I loved. Okay, uh, um, so I've got I've got one of his Criterion box sets that's like his early works. Um, I need to watch some of those. I'll probably get around to watching some of them once I get a taste for a. Uh, Kurosawa here. Yeah. But I'm very excited for all five of these. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope all of you had a great year. 2019 was kind of shite for me. It was, it was, it was a rough year in yeah. terms of uh, 
personal years for us, I'm sure, and yeah. for just the world in general. Yeah. But 2020, here we go. It was a pretty good year for movies, though. It was. It was. I, you movies. know, I was really disappointed with one, but Parasite, you know, any any year with a new Bong Joon-ho film is going to fill me with joy. Oh, and Climax blew me away as well. And also made me extremely uncomfortable because I have personal experiences tied to that one. Oh, yeah. And new Ryan Johnson movie. Oh, I, I'm probably not. I'm, I'm good. Let's just go now. I'll just stay up all day. I'll go with you right now. No. <laughs> all right, guys. Have a wonderful New Year's. We'll see you in a week. Bye. Adios.